Hey everyone, thanks for joining us here at 5 Day Challenges. We believe that this challenge will impact your life and those around you. We want to remind you that we will be interacting with you throughout the entire broadcast by taking your questions for our guests, pray over your prayer requests, and pass out giveaways at the end of each broadcast. Now this is a challenge and this is important. We will be giving you information, but also we will be providing you with practical steps to apply in your life right after this challenge. We want our 5-Day Challenges community to not only be hearers of the word, but also doers of the word. Also, we'd love to know where you are tuning in from, so please post your location in the feed. Now, get ready to hear a fresh word from God and be challenged to be all God has for you. Now, please welcome our host. Hello, Hello. global family <laughs> all across the world. That's right. We are a global family from all over the world. People are watching. And hey, if you had to get up to watch this, thank you so much. I feel you. I'm also not a morning person. The West Coast, California, it's 7 a.m. So you're having your coffee, we hope, espresso, double shot, mocha, whatever <laughs> your favorite drink is. Whatever you need. And then, of course, Asia, you're almost already going to bed, probably. <laughs> That's true. So no more coffee for you. But welcome, everybody. We're so excited to have you again. And um, we've been blessed by this broadcast. We've had Mike Bickle on the pre-launch on Saturday, then we had Philip Mondova, yep. and yesterday we had our very own Sean and Tanya Braun. And today, guys, we're also in for such an amazing yeah. treat. It's gonna be so powerful. So our mission statement or our power statement for, the, for this five-day challenge is, during this five-day prayer faith challenge, your intimacy with God is going to increase through prayer, prayer and your faith is going to go to new levels. Amen. Guys, post below like your favorite Bible verse. And you don't have to write out the whole Bible verse because we want you listening and not typing. Yeah. But just where it stands and like, for example, um, John 3.16, love. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, we're thinking it'd be fun to find out from our community what is like one Bible verse in this hour, in this moment that's really ministering to you and why. Like. For me, Acts 10.38 is a Bible verse for me. About It's about the power of God, and it's because God's with us. So type in the feed. Tell us your, your, the Bible verse that you're really feeding on right now, and then say, is it about love? Is it about perseverance? Is, is it about hope? What is the main theme for that Bible verse? Yep. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Isaiah 41.10, fear, fear not. not. Awesome, Jackie. Amen. Really cool. 1 Peter 5.6, Werner. Amazing. Really cool. Okay, guys, so we want to talk a little bit about the five-day challenge and a little bit about the behind the scenes or just we want to kind of let you know uh, about how this is going and who's behind it. And so we have three wonderful ministries that are co-hosting the five-day challenge. And God put this in our heart just actually, I think, in April of this year to combine to put these online special events on to really encourage and strengthen our global body of Christ, our mm -hmm. global family through this, you know, unusual, epic uh, time of the corona to empower us towards faith, but, but not just to be okay, but to actually be better than okay so we can actually help and reach out to help other people that are struggling, okay? And so the three ministries that we have is Benji and Daniela Morph, who you've got to see, and they have a, a ministry called Kingdom Family Multiplication. And then last night or yesterday, you, you got to meet the Bronze with Ignite Europe, and they're doing amazing things in Europe. And yeah. tonight, we're your hosts, and uh, you know Debbie and Jason Chin, <laughs> but our ministry that we have, it's called Love Says Go. And it's exactly what the name would mean. It's about the love of God is about receiving. It's about knowing who God is uh, through intimacy, but that love in that relationship actually compels us to take action to go share the good news of Jesus Christ with the world. And so we have an online community. We have, um, you could go to our website at lovesysgo.com, but our heart really is to mobilize the body of Christ in the gifts of the Holy Spirit to share the good news of Jesus Christ. So we have a lot of our students watching. We have an online school and but we wanted to just share a little bit about uh, who we are. So um, if you wanna know more, you could go to lovesysgo.com. Another part that we're really connected with, with the five-day challenges, 
is an incredible ministry out of Germany called uh, Go2020. It's actually global outreach, but Go2020 has a vision for this year, and we'll show you some stats here, but the vision is to mobilize 100 million believers to share their faith with 1 billion people in the year 2020. So that is the action step to mobilize the entire body of Christ. And how it would work is that every believer would take personal responsibility to to share their faith with five people in the year of 2020. And so these are the statistics as of June 19th. 51.2 million believers have already become active and had said, we will join this movement, we will join this mandate to share our faith with five people. 277 million people have already uh, heard the gospel, many for the first time, and 2.3 million decisions for Christ have been made this year. So we just want to invite you to this challenge, and the challenge is that we would go. Yes. That's amazing, guys. (laughs) 2.3 million That's incredible. People made decisions for Jesus already this year, and we're only halfway through the year. So we'll tell you more as we go along, but it's it's a ministry we really believe in with Werner Noctegall and the Go 2020 team. Yeah. And now we're almost going to introduce our guest. But before we do, we actually want to play a short two-minute video about our guest. And she's played a major role in Reinhard Bonke's ministries, and this, this video is from the last, uh, the farewell crusade from Reinhard Bonke, and they made a quick interview with her. So before we introduce her, let's just watch this video together. First of all, tell us how you got involved and how you built this friendship with Reinhard Bonke. Well, uh, what I did was actually in the beginning when I joined the Reinhard Bonke team, I actually joined as the women's evangelist in 1980. And then after that, I started with the with the uh, intercession because there was no preparation of the churches before the crusades. And at that time, our crusades were only about four thousand, five thousand. And then we started to involve the local churches in prayer. And when we involved the local churches in prayer, we actually had an explosion of the power of God, of the miraculous, of the increase, and we jumped from ten thousand to seventy-five thousand to 100,000 to 500,000 because the local people start praying for the crusade, believing God for their own land. Tell us how you believe how much prayer has first of all sustained Reinhardt over a ministry of 50 years. Well, Reinhardt is a man of prayer and Reinhardt was the man who God used. I would never forget, I used to believe and saw how he prayed for 50,000 and but we had only 10,000 in the meetings. But he stopped praying, believing, speaking, releasing, glorifying God. And he said, God enlarged my heart. Then God enlarged my vision. And God enlarged my steps. And from there, it just started exploding. 75 million salvations. Tell us how much that is through this undergirding of prayer. I would say that prayer is the foundation of all. Any, anything that you want to see in the natural, you first burst in the spiritual. And this is also true of this ministry. It was burst by the local people. It was burst by Reinhardt and his spirit. It's picked up by Kulanda and her steam. And from there, I would say, the spirit of prayer is what you see in the natural happening right now. How do you feel personally being here for this farewell crusade with your friend Reinhardt? Very emotional. I'm very emotional about this. I've seen this man. If you think I worked 18 years with him, 50 years he preached in Africa, and I was pretty much part of the beginnings of it all. And um, for Reinhardt to see this wonderful privilege, to once last time make a mighty swoop of the lost coming to Jesus Christ, to me is the greatest honor, but also very emotional, because a man that has run well, that has done well, that has no shame, that has no shadow, that has walked in the uprightness of God from the beginning until the day he would walk to Jesus, this is the legacy of this eagle of God. Wow. Powerful video. Wow. And as you guys could see, Suzette Henny, she's a powerful, powerful lady. She, when she speaks, ooh, goosebumps. Wow, what a moment. <laughs> yes. Wow. What a deep moment. Hmm. So, our guest today, Suzette Hedding. I say, let's yeah, bring let's welcome her in. Suzette let's welcome her. Hedding. 
Welcome Hi. to our broadcast. Welcome, Suzette. Hi, Hi, Suzette. Thank you so much. It is such an honor for us to have you. And I told my husband earlier, I said, I'm sure if the Bible was written today, your name would be in it. And not just your name, but like, I'm sure there was a book written that is called Suzette, because you're, you're really a hero of faith. And you have faith that's just crazy, crazy. We all need a piece of that. And so oh, thank I don't know you. about that, sweetheart. <laughs> I think the Bible is right. I think I think God is writing books about us all. Amen. He is. And, he um, is. Yes, you know, my I just I moved by looking at that video. And um, yeah. Yes. I'm not yes. course, already in heaven. Mm-hmm. He's my dad. So mm-hmm. for me, it's of course uh, almost emotional just looking at that again. I apologize. No, but, that's um, fine. Yeah, how yeah. I love what? this man and his wife. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because yeah. um, I can never be what I am if it was not for Reinhardt and Annie mm. I, I'm, mm. I, I would, I would honor him and his wife until the day I walk into heaven. Wow. wow. What, what a beautiful yeah. legacy that his life has stood for, and your life has had a tremendous mm-hmm. part with Sorry. that, and it's so beautiful. And mm-hmm. I just also feel so honored to just have this moment with you and also seeing that video also is just very impactful. I was not quite prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But just seeing him there again, um, yeah, you know, I mean, let me just say this to you that, you know, um, how shall I say, I, I followed that man on a distance like an eagle. And of course, I mean, he's a married man, so obviously, and I'm a, I'm, I'm a single woman, so of course there is this absolute respect and honor and distance and the respect of him and his wife, because it was never just Reinhardt. And I want to say that to the viewers from the start. Mm-hmm. You know, we all talk about Reinhardt Bonke. Mm-hmm. Give Suzette the mic and you'll hear about Annie Bonke. <laughs> I one time said to Reinhardt, I said, Reinhardt, from you I learned faith, from Annie I learned servanthood. Wow. And uh, yeah, so for me, they are very, very special. They have become my own, I would, I would call it my mom and dad, uh, because my own parents died in 1980, both in the same year. And wow. so I was still just, I just started working with Reinhardt that same year. And so Reinhardt and Annie became mom and dad. Wow. And that's how it is. So I am moved by the video. I apologize. No, that's oh, so beautiful you. and divine setup. How God mm. brought you in the life of Rainer Ponke and vice versa. Yeah, and you know, he used to say, I just today I wrote to somebody and he used to say, Suzette, you've got stubborn faith. <laughs> I think he has a point because yes. I said to him, Rainer, all I know I learned from you. Wow. <laughs> and so it's true, you know, when God gives me something, even if. Um, if people oppose that, or even if all hell break loose against it and every storm rise against it, I believe all eagles are made for storms to go above. Wow. Wow. And, uh, you know, Claudio Fretchen, he used to say, he said that, um, he said, birds hide in the rain and the storm, but eagles use the storm to fly. Wow. And I learned that from my dad. Wow, wow, so wow. Powerful. Mm-hmm. Wow, so beautiful. We can all learn from that, even yes. going through this time right now mm-hmm. of the storms yes. to, to go higher and not mm-hmm. hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good picture. Um, for for those who probably most of the people know you, but could you just still um, tell us a little about you? We know you've been with Reinhard yes. Bonke, but where where are you now? What are you doing now? Yes. Just just so that we get a little idea. Well, um, I you can hear from my accent. I am actually a born South African, but I am German. And so I grew up in South Africa and uh, yeah, I, until we eventually moved to Germany and, and I joined the team, of course. And so I worked for 18 years for Reinhardt and then he, as my spiritual daddy, whom I absolutely trusted, what a wonderful thing to have spiritual fathers and mothers in Christ. He was the one that recognized the evangelistic gift upon my life much more than what I recognized it because um it was like that. I was the women's evangelist, and then I was going to do full-time Bible smuggling, and I was going to leave Christ for Nations uh, and go and work with open doors for the rest of my life. And then the Lord called me back to do the intercession. And I, I must confess to our viewers, I didn't even know how to spell intercession, never mind to do it. And so when God called me back, I went and locked myself away in a room, and I said, God, help, what am I supposed to do? And this is how it all started. 
and then um, and then the ministry never changed. And I want to make this very clear to our viewers: the call of God doesn't change; God just extended. So it's not that God changed His mind, because I have been I have been of heart an evangelist, and I did the women's evangelism, and then God called me into this intercession, and I lived 14 years, 99% of my time in the intercession room. I was the forerunner. I went before the crusades. I went in before the evangelistic outreaches. I went and prepared it all. And so I was responsible for anything and everything Reynard did at that time um, for the spiritual preparation. But then, just as it is, you know, when you sit under such an apostolic ministry like Reynard or such an evangelist like him, you can't help but eventually uh, become that, if, especially if, if God has laid it in your spirit already. And so I started with street evangelism. And so I remember the first time I went to Reynard and I said to him, Reynard, we don't only need Reynard Bonko on the stage. We need thousands of Reynard Bonkers out there. And he said, Seth, what are you talking about? Street work is not our way. And I just continued to pray about it. And a year and a half later, Reynard said to me, all right, do the first one. And it exploded. And we took all these young people with us on the streets. And that became the pattern that we were taking young people with us on the streets for at least a week, a week and a half before the evangelistic outreach. And by that, we had the whole city stirred up in prayer and evangelism and signs, wonders and miracles on the streets. And then Reynard came and the place was so prepared that he only needed to bring in the harvest, of course. Hmm. And then um, from that developed then like that. And so and then eventually I became his co-evangelist. And later, by his guidance, eventually he said to me, Suzette, you really need to we need to become two armies. And I said to him, Reinhard, what are you talking about? And he said, Suzette. I believe the Lord said to me, I must let you fly like an eagle. I said, Reynard, that's very kind of you, but I fly just fine. I have enough work. And so that's how it all started. And then from there, by his guidance till the day that he died, uh, we started Voice in the City. Mm -hmm. And really why? And I like so much what you said beforehand about your vision. Because we believe when the voice of God's people are heard in a city, the voice of God is heard in that wow. city. And so we call it Voice in the City. And uh, yeah, and so the ministry exploded and worked worldwide. And that's 23 years ago already. Wow. Thank you so much, Suzette. You have such a beautiful life and you're, you're so important to the global body of Christ. Thank you mm -hmm. so much. Um, guys, also take time and write a question in the feed because we really are going to take questions and you don't want to miss this opportunity. It's, it's not every day that we can have someone like Suzette in our <laughs> studio to answer a live question. So please take time, write a question in the feed. And we're going to start off one of the questions that we had. Um, and it's, it's hard because your life, Suzette, you have so much incredible resources mm -hmm. online about prayer, about faith. And so we also want to encourage our, our, our guests, our audience yeah. to really look up her, her stuff online, YouTube yeah. videos, Facebook, uh, you know, look at her stuff on Facebook. It's amazing. And so it's hard to have a short broadcast like this to cover prayer with somebody that has such a extensive, you know, such knowledge and workings mm -hmm. with prayer. But this first question to you, Suzette, is this, as we do the prayer faith challenge, what is your definition of prayer? Oh, how much time have you got? I know. I'm sorry. This, we have like eight questions, so this would have to be maybe just a, we can pass on that one because I literally was like, how is Suzette going to ask that? It's like asking, you know, uh, someone that's given his whole life for something, how to summarize it. You know, I, I say prayer is not a method. Prayer is not a pattern. Prayer is not how long we pray or how we lock ourselves away in a room. Prayer is initiated by God in the Garden of Eden already, and he called it fellowship. So for me, true prayer is really going just into the presence of God and enjoying the presence of God and going there into the, we, we like to use the word intimacy, but you know, I am such a down-to-earth person. I grew up with five brothers, which was total survival. Thank you very much. I thought I'll just mention it. But anyhow, so my brothers brought me right down to earth. And when you use the word intimacy, many men don't quite know what to do with that. I would say it's simply going in there to that place where your spirit connects with God, where you come and you pray and you bring your heart before God. And I always say, you know, just be real. Come in there, tell him exactly how, how it is because he knows it already. We, we don't impress God with any spirituality. We don't, we don't, there's not such a thing as the right words and the right music. And let me just say this. 
Prayer and worship people is not creating an atmosphere. The Holy Spirit is the atmosphere. Let's just get that clear. And he indwell inside of you. So for me, prayer is going there, talking to God, and then it's going in there and praying. And I've got a teaching on what happens to me in the holies of holies. And that is actually where you start fellowshipping with God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Because people don't understand that the moment you really go into the Holies of Holies, and what is the Holies of Holies? Is that this dim music and gentle lights? Not at all. The Holies of Holies is where your spirit connect with God. It can be in your room, it can be in your car, it can be wherever you really worship God and humble yourself and just submit to him. And uh, that is to me the holies of holies. And the moment that happens, you actually start it with the attributes of God. You start worshiping with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who each has its different functions that start flowing in and through you as the channel. You are only a channel. You are only a mouthpiece. And like Isaiah 40 says, you are only a voice. And that is what God used, your voice, your heart, your spirit, as his temple to actually bring forth what he wants to do and so prayer for me is very simple it's no method it is the reality of your heart before god amen so wonderful now i'm just sorry i just love like the guests that we've had on our show Mm -hmm. are so passionate about the lord after so many years of serving the lord like it's just it's incredible. Mike Bickle yeah. was with us on last Saturday. Yes. Yeah, and I listened he to that. Would, when he was talking, it was like somebody that you met that just got saved like last week, you know. And yeah. so that when you're sharing with us now, like mm-hmm. the fire and passion in your eyes is burning so bright. And that's what I think as a community we can learn from this, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, and that's so, yeah, I serve God now full time, uh, almost forty four years, but I must say that there is a key to that, and I think people must understand that that the passion of God. And the fire of God only comes through worship and intimacy. Mm. It's no other way. Mm-hmm. You know, many people come, oh, I need to fast this way, or I lock myself away this long time, or I do this. It's just the reality of the Holy Spirit that you have, are intimate with. And I, 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 what is intimacy? You know, does that mean to say you get up every morning and now you pray for hours? Absolutely not. And do you pray every time in the middle of the night. Yeah, I pray a lot in the night, but many a times I wake up and I think, dear Lord Jesus, you make this night mighty short. <laughs> you know? And so for me, the walk with God is very real. Mm-hmm. It's very down to yeah. earth. It's extremely practical. Mm-hmm. And it is just a reality. And if you are in the reality of just being before God as you are, the passion of the Holy Spirit will burn like a fire inside of you. Amen. Wow. So that makes us wonder what does your normal prayer life looks like like <laughs> how do you go your day with that darling it all depends where i'm traveling to mm-hmm. <laughs> let me put it that way um i say that my norm before god is really depending on where i am because obviously i i before covid 19 i started i traveled at least about 80 percent of my time worldwide And yet, I must say, you know, the Holy Spirit is so amazing. I can't stop talking about the wonderful things of the Holy Spirit. I don't own an alarm clock. Yes, I do, of course, on my phone. But, you know, if you ask me how the thing worked, I have to confess, I don't use it. Because the Holy Spirit and I made an agreement many, many years ago. I said, Lord, I'm planning on sleeping. If you plan for me to pray, you better wake me up really well. And that is exactly how it was. And I got into this this place where God wake me up. And he would wake me up four o'clock in the morning. So I'm early prayer. And then it came to the place where sometimes I am truly tired. And I would say, Holy Spirit, I really need the rest. Turn around, foil. Better sleep. God is a God of order, people. We are not proving to God anything. We are not proving to God how we pray and how we not throw. So my personal prayer life looks most of the time like this. I would wake up in the morning, all depending where I am. And um, and so I would start praying. And I, how do you pray? Is it I, you know, I listened to Philip Matofa and uh, how he's praying in tongues for maybe 45 minutes lying in his bed. That's his way. And that's the most important thing for you to listen, dear viewer. It's not to copy anybody because a copy cannot carry an anointing. 
God works with originals and the God that knew how to save your soul is also the God who knows how to keep your faith moving. And so I would say for you, I have to lie in bed praying for 45 minutes. God help me. I would meditate on my eyelids. And so I actually would get up. I'm one of those. I wake up and I'm awake. I'm up, I'm out, I take, I drink a cup of coffee or water or hot water, whatever I do. And then I would sit down and I would actually very specifically take the word and I believe to cut off any distractions. Because like one pastor says, we are not multitasking. It doesn't mean we are praying and reading the emails and the WhatsApps and this and this all at the same time. And, uh, and although it's, I'm not, you know, I'm not under bondage and I'm not, um, what shall I say, religious about it and legalistic about it. I do believe that there is a time to concentrate upon the Lord. And that place I take and I really pray. So I would just sit there and I would start worshiping God, praising God. And let me just say, singing is not my gift. My singing kills the living and raises the dead. So you can't call my worship singing. But you know what? I said to the Lord, you gave me this voice. You have to put up with it. So I'm just worshiping yeah. God like that. And then um, I, I, sometimes I would pray the word. Sometimes I would join with music in my ear. Sometimes taking it off. There is no method and there is no system. So good. I like how you point out that everybody has their own personal mm -hmm. relationship with the Lord and yeah. in prayer, it can look different. And I know for me, one thing I do a lot of times is I'll actually try something that somebody says and then see if it works for me. Like hearing Philip Matova, I'll be like, okay, I'll, it's worth to try, you know, and then see if it connects, you know, <laughs> and, and then see what happens. But it's kind of like you take these pieces and you're like, oh, that actually does fit into my life. Or it's like that. I tried it, but it doesn't feel like the right fit, you know, but, it, but you're wanting that connection with the Lord and that relationship. So yeah. mm -hmm. Why would God make us so different and then let us in the spirit be a copycat? Mm -hmm. so I, I, I jokingly follow my my, my, my daddy, Reinhard Bonke. He said, you can just imagine how he says, the Holy Spirit is not a photocopy machine out of Hong Kong. And that's <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so good. That's so, so just awesome. coming back on one point, mm -hmm. I pray very much the word. Yeah. My prayer life is yeah. full of praying scripture. Yeah. So what does my prayer life look like? It could be 40 minutes. It could be 10 minutes. It could be one and a half hours. And, uh, and that's how I fit it in is a relationship with God. Hmm. What, what does that look like praying the word for you? So is that like, what does that look like? Maybe not everybody would know that concept. What is, how do you pray the word? Yeah, I actually prepared just that. When you ask me to share a scripture. Okay. Okay. Uh, I actually uh, went before the Lord this afternoon and said, so Lord, what is it that of all of this that mm. I need to share with the people? Praying the word of God is not just reminding God of his promises. And people, we need to understand that. Let me just go for one minute in there, if that's okay with you. You know, um, when you go quickly to Psalm 1, and, and let just... Let me go there and I will go really fast through this. And people, if you want to see it, we, like I said, we've got all these teachings on YouTube, the Voice and City YouTube or on Facebook, or we also have a prayer school. But let me just say, if you look in Psalm 1, it says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of, the, of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Now, the blessings of God is the normal, the normal Christian walk. You know, the, the first part is the normal Christian walk. And then he says something most amazing. And that really touched me personally when he said, he is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, who leaves does not wither, and whatever he does prosper. Now, I am after that, whatever he does prosper, because prosperity is not money. Prosperity is that, that enlargement in God into the vision and into the calling and into the purposes of God. And people, please don't just pray your problems, pray your destiny, pray what, what God has laid in your heart. Go back to those scriptures you underlined in your Bible and wrote the date next to it, because that's when God touched your heart. 
And so when I actually came to that, I start understanding what does it mean to pray the word of God? Because for all of us, it means, or for many people, it actually just means, well, God, you promised that you will provide uh, my need according to your riches in glory, for example. We remind God of his promises. But this, which Psalm 1 talks about, is something completely different. And I'm just going to touch there for one minute or two minutes, and then you will understand what I mean. I won't go in the whole teaching of it. But I want you to understand that the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 34 that Jesus is praying at the right hand of the Father. Now we see Romans, Romans 8 is an amazing chapter. We see Jesus as the intercessor, and then we see Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27, the Holy Spirit as the intercessor. Now please think about it before the throne of God. Here we've got the line. We've got the Father, we've got Jesus at the right hand of the Father, and then we've got the Holy Spirit, and they are always in unity. But the Holy Spirit indwell you because you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So he's our connection straight to heaven, isn't that right? And revealing Jesus to us. Now, if you think that Jesus is praying for you by name and the Holy Spirit is praying for you by name, church, what are we scared of? Let's fly like eagles and move with God. And you've got the two most wonderful intercessors praying for you by name. But then we see that when the Holy Spirit lives in us, then we see an amazing scripture. And I'm only going to go to this one scripture and then I'm almost finished with that. And we see that actually in the book of John. John chapter 16 says, mm, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. He will, but whatever he hears, he will speak and tell you things to come. So here we've got the prophetic. He tells you things to come. How does he does that? He can only do it by what he hears. That not even the Holy Spirit. Spirit has the right to speak on his own authority. He can only speak what he hears happening at the throne room. So he hears what Jesus pray before the Father for you. He joined that prayer because they're always in unity. And now the Holy Spirit comes and he comes to tell you what Jesus pray, what the Holy Spirit has been praying for you and what involves your future. And then he gives you maybe a scripture or a song or a something. And if it's from the Holy Spirit, God will confirm it again and again. And I'm sure our viewers has come to the place where you read the scripture and then you think, oh, I've never seen it like that. Wow. And it's just like a revelation open to you. And you look at that scripture and, and it touches your heart and it's an answer for exactly where you were at or what you need. And you underline it and you write the date next to it. That is called a rhema word, a specific word for a specific situation. And that word, that is that what I call the law of agreement from the Father to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit, to you. Now the Holy Spirit told you that scripture. He gave you that inspiration. It might be a prophetic word that he confirmed again and again in your life. And that is Psalm 1. Now, when it says who meditate on his word day and night, it's actually the word Haggai. And those of you that has ever been in Israel, you saw people there, the, the Orthodox Jews, praying at the, what we call the Western Wall or the Wailing Wall, and they pray the word. That's Haggai prayer. They don't even think to pray something else. The very word become their prayer. They don't just remind God of his promises. They hold the word before him as this is what you said. And that is what I pray. I would take scriptures about nations or promises or our ministry or the finances or my health or that's how I prayed myself out of the wheelchair by God's grace and God did this miracle on my leg when they wanted to amputate it. I learned that Isaiah 55 verse 11 has the power. So shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return void said the English, but in the Hebrew it says, it shall not return without fruit. Now, what fruit are you praying for? And that's what I pray. Wow. That yeah. is so powerful. Wow. We're going to go back and rewatch this yeah, tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. all over. Guys, feel I free to... The book. 
Okay, send us the book. <laughs> yes, please. Guys, make sure you share this broadcast too with friends and family. This is powerful and watch these over and over. I've been watching them several times. They're just it's it's hard to get everything out of mm -hmm. one, you know, one live stream. Mm -hmm. Go back and watch it again. Mm -hmm. Um another question we had is when you you ask when people talk about prayer, there's a couple uh, questions that come up. One is, and I'll, I'll give you kind of both pieces. One is, what happens when I lose like passion to pray? Like that's one question. Then also, like, how come? Like, what do I do when my prayers aren't answered? And so I would ah, give you a choice good. on either one of those to to go with. But <laughs> either one of them. Yeah, can either one. Yes, you can do them both. Would be awesome. <laughs> okay, how do I lose my passion? I think what what we need to understand is the Holy Spirit never leaves you. So don't, don't get that idea. I think, and this is my true opinion, and I hope I'm not offending anybody now, but you know, when people come to me and they say to me, oh, Suzette, please pray for me. I lost my passion, my fire. I say, come here. Mm -hmm. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. And I lay my hands on them and I say, God, restore the worship in them because worship is what brings us back to focus on God. Now, people, worship is not three fast songs and two slow ones. Let's <laughs> just get that right. Worship is not singing. Worship is the expression of your spirit. So when you come before God, it doesn't matter how you express yourself and how you worship God, I would say that most people lose that, that passion or that desire to pray simply because they allow other things to come into that place of worship. I say again, people, it's not how long you pray. It's not how, how many hours you spend in prayer. It's that you pray. God is not looking for perfection. God is looking for faithfulness. And that's the point. He's perfect. We can't be perfect. So that's the first point. How do I, why do I lose my passion? You know, I like what Bill Johnson says. He said, the more you eat, the more you get hungry. And that's really so. The more you spend time in prayer, the more the Holy Spirit takes you to that place. And I have found that sometimes I'm so busy and I hardly got time to pray. And then the Holy Spirit would wake me up because we are in partnership, you see. And then sometimes in the night and I say, yes, Lord, I'm coming. Let me just, and I would rest for two, three hours and I would get up and I would, might go and pray for half an hour or an hour and back into bed. And I have never found that that actually made me that exhausted. That's the first one. Get back and just make time, make an appointment. Go back and say, all right, Lord, I'm sorry. Here I am. I don't feel like praying. But I, and you know what, people, just take the scripture. Just take Psalm 1. Take Psalm 119. That would keep you going. And just take one scripture and say, and start talking to God about his word. And you will see how quickly that word becomes faith in your spirit. Because faith, you know, is stirred up by hearing the word of God. That's the one thing. And I can't remember what was the other one that they asked. Uh, what was the other question you had? Suzette, the question is, what? how do you deal with prayers that seem not to be answered? Oh, yeah, that doesn't get answered. Oh, yeah. Yep. My dearest, I have got one sentence on that one. And that is, the same God that say yes in love is the same God that says no in love. You know, with God, there's for me only three answers. Yes, no, and wait. <laughs> and so... <laughs> <laughs> and um, and for me, when God doesn't answer my prayer exactly as I wanted, which has, of course, happened to all of us, that's where faith comes in. Faith is not raising the dead, my friends. Faith is not even healing the sick, although that all happened. Faith is believing that God is in charge when he doesn't look like it. And so when I bring that prayer and it doesn't work out, I eventually come to the place, even if there's disappointment, mm -hmm. because God is not there to do what we want. We are worshiping mm -hmm. God, not for him to just do what we want. We are worshiping God because he saved our souls from eternal hell. Amen. 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 So good. Amen. Here's a question. <clears throat> Let me look this up real quick. Uh, this was a question from Kim Maxwell. And mm -hmm. it's right and here, sweetie. The question is... Mm -hmm. How can I be a joyful intercessor without becoming heavily, heavily burdened with those I am interceding for? Oh, he's talking about identification. He's talking about the wonderful thing about identification in the word of, uh, in intercession. I would say that um, when 
my experience with that has been like this. Of course, God burdens you with people. The moment you start carrying that burden as if it is, hello, are you back? Are you there? Yeah, we're yeah, here. We're, we're here. I was suddenly gone. Really? I was cut off. Are you okay? Yep, yeah, we're good. We're still on live, so, oh, okay. so we're I okay. Was, somehow I was suddenly into dark. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me just say that it's absolutely right to carry a burden. If God burdened you with something, just remember one thing. You are not called to do the job of Jesus Christ of the mm -hmm. cross. Mm -hmm. And so although, although Isaiah says that his burden from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, it is true, but at the same time, when I intercede for somebody, we only can do that with the right of the cross, and we rebuke that spirit with the same authority than anything else. So when I am burdened with something, and how do you say, how can I remain joyful in that? People, there are times that you cry that you don't even know why you cry. Mm -hmm. And I must admit, I'm not the kind of woman that cries because it's a good idea. Only <laughs> <laughs> when the Holy Spirit comes upon me, but it does happen. However, I am only a channel. I am not the carrier. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when we get that clear before God and you bring that intercession before God, then the Holy Spirit will bring peace. And the Holy Spirit is joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, we start doing the work of the cross. Mm -hmm. And that Jesus mm -hmm. has done already. He's already yeah. paid for that. Amen. And that's the, the fine line between allowing Satan to overburden you and allowing the Holy Spirit to use you as a channel. So good. That's so powerful. Would you, I'm just coming up with some questions as we're talking, because there's a personal call for all of us to pray and intercede, right? For like family, friends. But then there's also like a calling, like a ministry calling of an intercessor. Can you differentiate? What I mean is yes. like there's people that, how would you differentiate between that, like of a personal call to intercession and then somebody that feels maybe like maybe they have a call of intercessor, accessory calling on their life? Well, <laughs> you ask the wrong person. Okay. Because, because I don't believe in the call of intercession. Okay. Maybe I don't know if I do either. I'm just asking. Yeah, I don't. Let me explain it to you. See my okay. five fingers? Yep. Every one of them is the fivefold ministry. Okay. Everyone stands for the apostle, the teacher, and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. In the middle is the body of Christ. And that's where you and I are. Okay. So the intercession is a supportive ministry. Okay. It is not because that's the problem we've had so many places. Intercessors go into that and now I'm this intercessor. And then it becomes almost like a spiritual pride sometimes. Excuse mm -hmm. me for saying it like this, not wanting to offend. But at the same time, I believe that God does lay it on some people's heart that give themselves more and more and more to prayer. Okay. And the Lord put that urge from the Holy Spirit there. Now, yeah. am I then into the call of the intercessor? Because Moses was an intercessor, Nehemiah was an intercessor, mm. Esther was an intercessor. And you would say they had the call of intercession. I want to remind you that on that, that old covenant died and Jesus rose from the dead and he came and that same flame that was in the Old Testament on one broke into many flames upon everybody. Hallelujah. And that's why we have got the same Holy Spirit and anybody and everybody that yield and give themselves more to prayer, that same Holy Spirit oh, yeah. would urge them into more prayer. The more you give yourself to prayer, the more God will use you for prayer. Suzette, I feel so much like my hair is standing on end right now and I'm just sweating. Could you, I know we want to have prayer at the end of the broadcast, but could you just pray for us now? Like I feel like there's a fire mm -hmm. of this intercessor, of this flame for this prayer, I feel it. Like I just, I'm burning up and I know it's this passion of the Holy Spirit that calls us all. Yes, I also feel very strongly the Holy Spirit here, right Man. here now. And I also, I really feel, so I just, but I just want to say one more thing. Is that okay? Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. of course. I want to say, don't get stuck in one box. Don't just, oh, well, I'm just this intercessor and that's all I am. Wow. No prayer is an end in itself. Prayer is a means to an end. Mm -hmm. Even if it's fellowship with the Father or the outflow of that being in evangelism or children's ministry or whatever, it is that place of intimacy to flow out with an anointing that breaks the yoke. Amen. So in anybody get a chance, listen to my preaching on, uh, on the altar and the porch, where I taught how I became a woman from woman of prayer to a woman of prayer and action, mm -hmm. and how I learned the balance. And I want to say whoever is watching me mm -hmm. now, 
don't limit yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't box yourself in. Let the Holy Spirit use you for more. And in the name of Jesus, right now, Father, I pray for everybody that watched me. I release that passion, that burden, that flow of the precious intimacy of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I just pray that whoever watching now, I also pray for my host and hostess. I say unto you in the name of Jesus, I see you fly up like eagles. I see you move with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I see that God is taking you from dimension to dimension. I see you stretch like eagles into new dimensions. And I see that this what you do now will suddenly increase threefold, fivefold in ways you could never have meant. And miracles will happen even as you do your broadcast in Jesus' name. I see that clearly. And I say to those that watch me, in the name of Jesus Christ, I release over you that spirit of evangelism, that spirit of intercession, that spirit of worship, and that intimacy with God. And I flam a flame afresh, that passion of God inside of you. Stir it up in Jesus' name. I speak to your spirit. I say, make that time, even if you feel nothing, for as you come to God, the Holy Spirit would fan a flame, the gift of God inside of you, and I release it. And in Jesus' name, I speak right now to that woman that sees me, and that look at me, and I speak to that pain on your tummy. And in the name of Jesus, I speak to that cause also, and I speak to it, and I say, be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Suzette. Wow. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. You. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let yeah. a fire burn wow. the fire, fan the flame. <laughs> it is so hot in here, and it's not the studio lights either. It's the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I, I hope you hear that that prophetic word was for you. You understand that, didn't you? The, the prof- yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The prophetic word I just yeah. spoke out about the eagles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I saw you like eagles. That oh, was wow. for you, too. Oh, it is. Okay. Wow. Hey, thank you, wow. Jesus. Watch it again. Yes, we will. We We're will. Watch it again. Okay. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. <clears throat> so powerful. Okay, Suzette. So you shared a little bit already wow. from your heart about the um, about praying the word of God. And <clears throat> was there anything else? Because we're coming towards the end, closer of our broadcast. Yes. Was there anything else that you would like to share about that? One question I did have, if you didn't have something already, kind of that you else that you'd like to share is how like the prayer is connected to either evangelism or how you know prayer is connected i don't know or any, just anything else that yeah, you just want to encourage to our people this. with yeah and in closing i would say to you this i would say anything that you want to see in the natural begins in the spiritual so whatever you want to break through in the natural and that's what i see so much with evangelism you know evangelists they know that god will that the word of god cannot return void and they know that god will bless the word and they know that the word has power for salvation however it's not just a much how many souls you want to save it's how deep the impact is wow and the impact comes with that preparation. I go that far to say to the level that I pray is the level I reach out and the level I reach out is the level I pray. Why? Because I'm not just interested in evangelism, I'm interested in transformation. Mm-hmm. And so people, I want to encourage our people that watch us, please go back tonight. Go back and look at the promises God has given you. Mm-hmm. Go and look what you underlined. Go and look just this. Please, can I have one minute? Is it okay? Yes, yes. take yes. as much as you want to. Man, I can I can carry on and on. <laughs> yes, we are captive audience. This is amazing. Yeah. So let me just read to you quickly this. In in First John chapter 15, verse 7, it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, mm-hmm. you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. Now, many mm-hmm. people use that scripture and say, Oh, well, but you know, I can ask whatever I want. And the Lord said, you will have it. And they use it for general prayer. It is not correct. It is not biblical and mm-hmm. it's not foundational. The truth is, if I can paraphrase it for you, it says, If you abide in me, and my rhema word abide in you, my revelation word abide in you, that promise I gave you, that specific word I confirmed again and again and again to you. If I, if you take that word and you pray that word, then you can ask according to that word and it shall be given unto you. So I would like to encourage our prayers to go back and pray the destiny of God over your city. 
The destiny of God over the nation. The destiny of God over your family. That specific promise God has given. And if you haven't seen it yet, you know, I'm praying at the moment, especially for a young man that I dearly love. It's not my own son, but he could just as well have been. And um, I pray for his salvation. Mm -hmm. Now, he's at the moment very far from the Lord. And I say, run, my boy, this prayer will find you. Because he's at the moment just, I say, he's just working on his testimony. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So what we did is God gave us a a promise. God gave me a specific promise for his his life. And the the Lord gave his mom uh, the same promise. And then what do you know? Reinhard Bonke came around, lay hands on him, pray. And what? He had the same word. But we have been praying that word. We have been holding that word. And it looks like everything goes the opposite direction. But I know that that word eventually, I can't control him with that word, but that word cannot come back without fruit. I hope I'm still alive to see it. But the truth of the matter is, as I say to you, my people, go back to the promises God has given you. Go back to the word God has given you and start speaking it out again and pick it up again and say, Lord, I was disappointed. I laid it down, but I pick it up again because you are the same yesterday, today and forever. And that's what I say. So that whatever you do it, prosper in God's timing. Hallelujah. Says that. um, Wow so powerful can we take a moment because as you're sharing the story i'm just thinking there's so many of our viewers and even in our life of people Mm -hmm. that we are also believing for their salvation and we have promises over their life and and that's actually going to be our action step later today we have like action steps with every broadcast will be actually to pray for them but i was thinking when you were sharing about that and this young man if, if you could lead us in just maybe just a minute or two prayer time and we could all as a global family really be praying and declaring um these promises over these people and some of them it's maybe 20 30 40 50 60 years oh, yeah. we don't know but let's let's declare those, these promises together over their lives and take a moment to do that and we'll put a, a mute on our mic but we're going to be praying along with you Suzette. is that okay Yes, and I just want to say, don't, you know, I, I, I got born again. I was the first person who really got born again, although I grew up in a Christian home and we were just traditional Christians. And then it took nine years for my family to turn around. So don't lose courage. And I would want to pray for those that has come yeah. at a place of discouragement. Mm-hmm. I want to take you with me today. And I want you to know how much I understand that and how much God understands that. But that God has never failed yet. And God might not have done it in your time frame or even, you know, we pray for one, sometimes a few months or a year and, and we don't see it happen and, and, and we think that God isn't answering or, or the devil comes and says you pray wrong. You cannot pray wrong when you pray the word of God. You are actually saying what God is saying. And by that you plant the seed of the word to grow in God's time. And I'm going to go with you in now in prayer. And I would like you to maybe just... Close your hand or write down that name or that person or that situation that you are believing for. And then I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to bring it back to God. And I want you to say after me, Father, yes, I was disappointed. I've not seen it happen yet. But today I return in faith that your timings are perfect. And I come back and I pray for this person now. And I personally put now the name of that person there. And I say, Lord, I hold this before you. And in the name of Jesus, we come in agreement with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus before your throne. Because Jesus, you have said you come to seek and to save the lost. And so we stand on that word that you've come to seek and to save the lost. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask you today to go and minister to those people. Send somebody over their road. Send a a message, a book, a person, a program, maybe a dream, a something. Holy Spirit, you know how to reach them. So, Father, in Jesus' name, reveal Christ to them. 
reveal Christ to this person by your Holy Spirit so that they can understand. For those that need to know the Father's love, reveal the Father's love. For those that need healing and the love of God, reveal what they need. You are the God that knows their need. Reveal yourself to them. Holy Spirit, reveal Christ to them in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Jesus, that I can stand before you believing because you said you came to seek and to save the lost. And these are lost. And so we bring them before you in prayer and in intercession. And we believe, Lord, that you said, I and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I pray right now that you go, Spirit of God, and you bring something to them that would make it real to them the way only you can communicate to them in Jesus' name. And I pray that you do it in perfect timing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow, thank you so much. Suzette, I am fruit of a praying mother's prayers. So I was 15 years just wow. out in the world and like just serving the devil as hard as I could and getting to as much trouble as I could. And my mom just wouldn't let me go. And she would just remind mm -hmm. the Lord of who he said I was. And she would always just declare that. And and so I just also wanted to share that as, as an encouragement. Mm -hmm. And it was 15 years where I wouldn't even let people talk about God in front of me. And I would tell my mom, I love you, but I don't want to hear anything more about Jesus. I would tell all my friends, never you know, talk to me about Jesus. And I was actually, I went to church one day to just get my mother off my back in a different city. I just thought one time I, I'll get my mother off my back and I'll go to one church service so I could tell her Jesus won't work for me. And in that moment, me and my best friend that I would go to the bars with, we both got saved in an altar call. And that was, wow. that was um, 13, 14 years ago. And, and it was just, it's never stopped. And the Lord told my mom that when I come to the Lord, I wouldn't just get saved, but I'd get lit on fire for him. And, wow. And what what happened. a mommy. So we, my, my friend, I hope you roll out the red carpet for her. Yeah, <laughs> I do. She's my hero. Like I have many heroes. My mom is one of my, mm -hmm. my God heroes. But we just release also just that testimony of people yeah. watching. If you have loved yeah. ones that they won't just get saved or come into the kingdom, but they'll be lit on fire and there'll be people that will be a torch for God and, and light now others I say, on fire. I cannot, I cannot control anybody's life through my prayers. Yeah. But oh, I can prepare the way. Amen. But I can, because it's still their own personal decision. Yeah. And in my case, I grew up very, very religious, but I was such a hard head. You have no idea. And so God had to put me next to the beds of people that were dying. Remember, I was a registered yeah. nurse by profession mm -hmm. and a yeah. midwife. And I and by watching what happened to people as they were dying, that's wow. what showed me that there was life after death. Wow. Oh, it's so incredible. Yeah. Yes. So for that little one, I say, run, my boy. Work Amen. on your testimony. All that you do now, you're going to preach about one day about the goodness of God. Amen. 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 Well, Suzette, we're coming to the close of our time, but we want to yes. uh, ask people, uh, well, we want to first uh, show your website of where people can yes. come to follow you at voiceinthecity.org. And there's incredible resources there. And then also um, your team had told us for emails, you receive emails directly. And that's at info at voiceofthecity.org. And so they actually... Voice in the city. Voice in the voice city. In, dot, yeah. in the city. Yeah. And also every org. Tuesday night, I do a prayer school for free. Wow. So people can just join it in. It's from anywhere across the world. Uh, it's for free. It's Zoom, Facebook, and YouTube. And I do the whole prayer school. And our next one is worship and spiritual warfare. Wow, come on. Next awesome. Tuesday night let's, let's, join, let's join that. Now, now, Suzette, for Facebook, would they look up Voice in the City, um, yes, the Facebook the page, the right? Facebook. That's where they should go to. Or even YouTube, they just go to Voice in the City. Yeah. You know, just go to Voice in the City. Or, of course, write to us, and we'll send you the link directly. Okay, perfect. Wow, guys, just do it. I, we, yeah. I've been following it. And, and Suzette, thank you so mm -hmm. much. We just feel so full, and we just feel so honored at the legacy of these generals of the faith that have really given their whole life for Jesus, starting with, like, Reinhardt, and you were with him for so many years with evangelist Reinhard Bonnke. And then now you are carrying such a torch in our generation and, and you're living, you know, all in for mm -hmm. him and giving as much of, of Jesus away to others and lighting yeah. them on fire. And we just feel so uh, thankful and privileged 
um, yeah. to have this time with you tonight. And, mm -hmm. and thank you for having me. And, and, and viewers, go back to that script to remember. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. thank and you, you so go much. back to that prophetic word. Yes, we're going to yes, go back and you know, listen to our we word. Will. Good. Thank you. Bless. Thank you so much for having me. And it is an honor. Yeah, we loved having you, Suzette. And bless you. And just keep going. And we just really believe in you. And we're going to be praying for you, too. And thank yeah. you so thank much. You. Mm -hmm. And God yeah. bless you. Thank, thank you so much. You. Bye, Suzette. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Bye Thank for you for now. having me. <laughs> yes, anytime. Until soon, hopefully. <laughs> wow, I feel Man. so blessed. I'm like, I feel God's presence Me too, so it's strong. so strong in here, and mm -hmm. I'm like wiping sweat off, and it's like these, <laughs> oh, it's, know, just, it's so I'm beautiful. Like, and wow. one thing I'm discovering from like, because some of these um, generals of the faith, you know, we've known, I've got to see them from afar, but we've gotten to get more up close and personal with some through these live streams. And one thing that I've noticed and kind of come away with is how kind and how like, it's it's like the fruit of the spirit has be really become so much of their life and how meek and how kind and yet how powerful they are. And it's just, it's been such an encouragement to see uh, who our family is. And it also encourages me that I want to grow up, you know, more yeah. into like, like, like we all are, like we have yeah. such a destiny that each yeah. one of us ha are called to be a mm -hmm. world changer and to change our sphere of influence towards Jesus. And so it's just, it's an honor. And we're so thankful you guys are with us and we're on this adventure together. And baby, now it's time for the action step challenge. <laughs> I'm just cruising. Me too. <laughs> Let's see the action step though. Okay, the number, well, the first one is for you personally. So Psalm 50, 23 says, Thankfulness prepares the way. Today, take some time to thank the Lord for what He has already done in your life and thank Him for who He is. Verbally, thank the Lord for at least 10 things like, Thank you, Jesus, that I am still alive. And then the number two, which is for others, the Go 2020 vision is that every believer is a witness and that each believer would pray for five people and then share the gospel to five people in 2020, which is so doable, right? So today, pray for five people that are not saved yet. Pray for their hearts to receive the saving gospel of Jesus Christ this year. Which we actually prayed for a few of them just now, so you can kind of like check off some of them. <laughs> uh, we already just prayed. Um, yes, yeah, so we just really want to encourage you guys also like really to, to pray about being a part of this Go 2020. And we're, we're going to talk about more of that later, but it's just only five people for the whole year. We can totally do this. Okay, so now it's time for our giveaway uh, prize. Whoop, whoop. And just, uh, just to remind you, for the daily giveaways, you need to go to 5daychallenges.com to register. And that's part of like really registering for this online event. There's no cost. It's free. But that's where we actually get our names from that we draw. And so um, today's featured product is uh, Suzette has an incredible book called Discovering the Secret to a Successful Successful Prayer Life. And so this book combines biblical teaching with personal experience, offering a number of practical tools to apply to your life, understanding the, or understand the ways that God leads in prayer, and then answers prayer. And again, you can get that if you aren't the winner today, you can get that book at voiceinthecity.org. So today's winner is D and Brazil. And so that was the number 399 who registers. Registered 399. <laughs> so that was awesome. And then I think that's to the total end of our time together, huh? That is. But um, I'm going to like, as soon as this is ended, I'm going to watch this whole thing again because there was so much stuff that I need to be taken in even more. And tomorrow Whoa. we have David Hogan with us. Oh my, oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not going to take much more time, but David Hogan, if you don't know who he is, he's a missionary out of Mexico, and he personally has seen Jesus raise back 38 people from the dead through his own prayers, and their ministry has, has hundreds of people raised back from the dead. And so Sean and Tanya are going to host david hogan tomorrow but you guys need to come and see this like i said it's a prayer faith challenge and today was prayer uh david's a prayer guy but he's also a huge faith guy too yeah so that he's, is 
that is it. He's a wild man and I'm excited for tomorrow. Yeah, guys. So guys, thank you so much. And for... make sure to share share these broadcasts yeah. like like on the top of the banner of the Facebook group. Uh, it, our Facebook group is Five Day Challenges Group Facebook group. If you haven't joined already, join that. And at the top, click invite and then just start clicking friends. I've been, I actually did all my friends. I just invited each one and they're actually saying yes, they're coming. So it's invite your friends to, to come on over. It's the way to do it. That's right. Yep. So we love you. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks for being awesome. Global yeah. family. Yeah, we love you guys. And real quick, Claude, just pop your face in here. Here's Claude. He's been <laughs> running everything behind the scenes today. He's our tech guy. He's a good friend. So guys, until tomorrow, we love you and we'll see you then. Bye. Wow, what a great word of encouragement and challenge we are left with. If you haven't already, please join our 5 Day Challenges Facebook group and visit 5daychallenges.com to sign up for exciting giveaways. Finally, please share these social links with your family and friends. We look forward to having you join us again tomorrow here at 5 Day Challenges.